Let's say you're trying to lose 20 pounds, or boost your immunity, or increase your ability to fight COVID, or even cancer. Well, the amazing thing is, with the right diet, you are well on your way to achieving these vital health goals. Welcome to the Nutrition Facts Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Greger. Today I answer questions from you on a wide variety of topics, everything from is it bad to eat the same foods every day, to the timely question, do I recommend the COVID vaccine? Listen to find out. Um, first question I have is, what's the problem with white potatoes for non-diabetics? Isn't the glycemic index and the high glycemic spike only a concern for diabetics and prediabetes? I think that's the advice of Frank Sachs. The problem of, with white potato and diabetics is um, a meta-analysis of all the studies done to date show an increased risk for diabetes, even for boiled or, or baked potatoes, even accounting for things like sour cream and salt and butter and all that stuff. Um, so the, the problem is that it may increase your risk of getting diabetes. That's not diabetics getting more diabetes. That's people without diabetes increasing the risk of getting diabetes. Um, and so that's why we would be concerned. We uh, presume it's because if it's a high glycemic food. You said, wait a second, why do we care about glycemic impact if we don't ourselves have prediabetes or diabetes? And we know from uh, studies done with this, uh, there's a, a drug that can basically turn foods from uh, the high glycemic foods to low glycemic foods. And this is a drug that um, extends life, um, uh, proving that indeed uh, eating lower glycemic, is, lower glycemic foods is healthier for you. When we eat high glycemic foods, even people with, uh, with uh, normal blood sugars are fasting, um, we get this exaggerated blood sugar spike. Our body um, releases so much insulin in response that we act can actually drop down uh, below fasting. Um, and when we do, our body kind of freaks out and uh, releases these, this fat into the blood, these triglycerides. Um, and so, you know, you can do these, um, these, you know, studies looking at, uh, you know, artery function within hours of consumption. And most of the problem is with saturated fat. Um, but, uh, you can also get problems eating, uh, a variety of unhealthy foods, which includes high glycemic foods, which is basically mostly processed garbage, like, uh, you know, wonder bread. Um, but, uh, um, there are a few high glycemic um, whole plant foods, including white potatoes. But there's lots of things you can do. If you saw my uh, recent webinar, you can add vinegar, lemon juice, broccoli, lowers the glycemic impact. Um, you can choose yellow potatoes better than white, purple potatoes, uh, purple flesh potatoes, yellow flesh potatoes better than um, the purple better than yellow. Next on the list, is it bad? This is from Blexed Dez, smiley face kind of. Is it bad to eat the same foods every day as long as I'm getting all my nutrients? Um, well, it depends what kind of same foods. If you're eating a great diversity of foods and you eat those same that same great diversity every day, fine. I would just be concerned that uh, you would not uh, be getting um, enough dietary diversity if you're eating the same kind of foods. But if you're eating tons of different foods, you could eat those same tons of different foods every day. Um, oh, here we go. Peggy says, do I suggest people taking the vaccine or no? How sad is it that we know what the vaccine means without any context because we are living uh, through a pandemic and will be, unfortunately, I'm afraid, for 
a few more years. Um, and uh, unless everybody gets vaccinated. So absolutely, I'm in favor of getting vaccinated for um, uh, COVID-19. It has an, a safety and efficacy record beyond our wildest dreams. Um, and anyone who is skeptical, all they have to do is look at the data. Um, now, a year ago, um, it was be a legitimate stance to be like, look, these are new vaccines. We don't know what the risks and the costs and benefits are. And so, you know, maybe I'm going to hold off until I know more. But, oh, my God, now, I mean, it seems like every week in the New England Journal, there's another study, um, these massive studies showing remarkable benefits, remarkable safety. No longer does anyone have a scientific leg to stand on when they are um, questioning the efficacy or safety of these vaccines. Um, and so you are on the wrong side of history, I'm afraid, and currently the wrong side of the evidence. And that's just what the science is showing at this point. Uh, there's an acupuncture question. Um, are there health benefits? So, not something I have to, uh, into. I, I do have a series coming up. I think I'm going to do a webinar, like a 10-video series on yoga, talking about all the pros and cons of yoga. If uh, uh, I mean, I could do a similar series on acupuncture if there's the interest. So uh, keep asking that question if it's something you're interested in. And um, and that's, that helps guide my choices. There were so many people asking yoga questions like, all right, I'll look at the yoga literature, um, and, uh, and see to go from there. All right. Uh, next up on the list, Victor, would sulforaphane be generated if cruciferous vegetables were cut in liquid via blender and smoothie? Absolutely. Unless of course you cooked it first because uh, cooking would uh, destroy the morosinase, which produces the sulforaphane, but raw greens, raw cruciferous in a blender, you could not possibly make more sulforaphane because you are, you couldn't chew that well as the blender does. AJ says, can plant-based diet help reverse diabetes in a thin individual? It can if you have type 2 diabetes, um, the kind of stereotypical thin diabetic. Um, particularly thin young diabetic is uh, as type one diabetes, which is caused by a lack of insulin rather than insulin resistance um, for which a diet can help. But uh, someone who is uh, has type one diabetes will always have type one diabetes unless we find some cool stem cell technology or something to get uh, the pancreas back up and working again. All right. Um, Larry, does reheating foods that have been chilled, destroy, or reduce the resistant starch? Fantastic question. Uh, something I covered in uh, the recent webinar. So, uh, you know, eating potatoes. So we know that eating uh, potato salad, for example, is healthier than eating, uh, you know, baked potato because the chilling uh, converts uh, some of the starch into a resistant form, resistant to digestion in our small intestine. So it makes it all the way down to our colon, acts as a prebiotic for our good gut flora. And we're talking a 40% drop in glycemic index, just chilling. Um, but the question here, great question. And, you know, actually the same question that I had, well, wait a second. After you chill, can you reheat it? Like, what if I don't want cold potatoes, <laughs> right? Um, can I just chill and then reheat it? I take a baked potato, um, put it in the fridge, and then take it out and heat it back up again. Um, and it turns out, absolutely, you can. It doesn't de-resist. The starch becomes resistant. It doesn't become unresistant. 
So absolutely, you can chill and reheat. Then you can chill again. Actually, get a little more resistant starch. Um, but uh, you don't need to do uh, uh, multiple waves. But yeah, so eat hot potatoes, but just after they're chilled. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because that's yet another way to decrease glycemic impact of white potatoes. August says, I am a dietetic student. Yay, is there any way I can help? Oh, that is super sweet. Um, you could go on to, if you go on nutritionfacts.org, at the bottom is a little volunteer um, uh, uh, link, um, and you can help out that way. That would be uh, wonderful. And you can also um, direct your fellow students to uh, uh, this body of work as a resource. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, for the benefit of all. Um, and so you're in a wonderful position to affect so many lives because each one of them will talk to thousands of patients in their professional lives. Okay, Lewis says, do the binding properties of fiber inhibit nutrient absorption? Oh, that's interesting. So it depends what nutrient we're talking about. Um, uh, yes, there are some nutrients that are, um, that are inhibited by fiber. So uh, the same property that allows fiber to kind of glom onto heavy metals and flush them out can also glom onto minerals that are important. Um, uh, but fiber-rich foods tend to be whole foods, unprocessed foods, and so they have so much nutrition that overall you get more nutrition. Um, but yes, indeed, uh, there is uh, some um, inhibition of nutrient absorption, um, but sometimes it's nutrients we don't want, like excess calories, excess fat. So, for example, eating a high, um, uh, uh, you know, if you eat a high-fiber diet and then chug some oil, you actually absorb less oil calories when you're eating that fiber Um uh, because it kind of ferries them through your body. I have a whole fiber chapter where I go into detail in how not to diet. Okay, Lily asks, what diet can I recommend for tummy trimmer? Um, uh, uh, I assume you mean for just losing that visceral fat around your waist. Um, I have a chapter on that too. I, I would recommend the book, How Not to Diet, get from your local public library. Um, it is a book that I wrote um, Specifically for you, for someone who's interested in losing weight, particularly the most dangerous type of fat, not the uh, superficial jiggly fat under your skin, which is relatively metabolically benign, but the visceral fat infiltrating and enveloping your internal organs. That's the dangerous stuff, um, increases uh, inflammation, etc. And the reason why uh, people with obesity's lives are cut so short. And so, yep, check out the book. I hope you will enjoy it. Okay. BLK says, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. My BMI is 23. Okay, that's the perfect. Uh, but waistline, oh, yeah, a couple more inches than half my height. Ah, yes. Uh, so should you lose inches in the belly area? Yes. Um, uh, so, yes. So uh, BMI is, uh, is uh, we should use as an indicator of uh, weight status, both BMI plus some sort of measurement of our um, of our waist. And so here, waist circumference, um, trying to make sure it's uh, less than half your height. Um, and so it does sound like uh, you have uh, too much visceral fat, which is not what we like. And so um, I would indeed encourage you to uh, to lose the good um uh the good news is that visceral fat is the first is your body knows it's the dangerous fat so that is the first fat you will lose all right what do i recommend for high cortisol 
Well, um, I mean, you, you can make sure you don't have Cushing syndrome, which is a, a disease, a high cortisol disease. Um, but if you're just talking about the kind of high levels of stress hormones in general, I've got bunches of videos on that. I have a whole chapter about it um, in How Not to Diet. Um, and it's predominantly, um, uh, oh, there's a whole bunch of things you can do. So, uh, but the reducing one's intake of animal protein um, will, uh, is certainly one of them. Okay, Randy, um, just four question marks. Two allergies, please. Can a person be allergic to only certain varieties of sweet potatoes? You know, well, I would be questioning. I have never met anyone allergic to sweet potatoes. In fact, sweet potatoes are one of the two foods, basically tapioca, sweet potatoes, and water, like the three things pretty much no one's allergic to. But that's an overstatement. Um, you can pretty much be allergic to anything. Um, but, uh, I would presume if you were truly allergic to sweet potatoes, you'd be allergic to all sweet potatoes, but there are things that people call sweet potatoes are actually not sweet potatoes. Um, so, but I, uh, if you're truly allergic to, I would stay away from the whole family. Um, but, uh, like you can get an actual yam, not a sweet potato yam. That's not uh, sweet potato. There's all sorts of other kind of tubers and roots you could use instead, but that would be sad. Sweet potatoes are so good for you. Okay, Hakuna says, can iodine and the salt degrade to disappear? There's a note of this on my salt bag. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, so, you know, um, iodine is, a, uh, is an element that can, that can uh, vaporize, but not the type of added iodine. So like sea salt. So sea salt, they think, oh, see, that's where there's a lot of iodine. No, just the iodine kind of evaporates away. But the type of iodine that's added um, to, uh, that's added to salt, to iodized salt, um, shouldn't degrade. Um, uh, and it's a reliable source of iodine, but that's not the best source of iodine because you have the sodium with it. Best source of iodine would be sea vegetables. So like two sheets of nori every day, just chew on them like snacks, dark green, you're snacking on dark green leafy vegetables, super healthy, get all the iodine you need. Have a wonderful month, everyone. Uh, stay safe, be kind, eat your vegetables, and get vaccinated. We would love it if you could share with us your stories about reinventing your health through evidence-based nutrition. Go to nutritionfacts.org slash testimonials. We may be able to share it on social media to help inspire others. To see any graphs, charts, graphics, images, or studies mentioned here, please go to the Nutrition Facts Podcast landing page. There you'll find all the detailed information you need, plus links to all the sources we cite for each of these topics. For a vital, timely text on the pathogens that cause pandemics, you can order the ebook, audiobook, or hard copy of my latest book, How to Survive a Pandemic. For recipes, check out my How Not to Diet cookbook, which is my latest, latest book. It's beautifully designed, with more than 100 recipes for delicious and nutritious meals. And all proceeds I receive from the sales of my books go to charity. NutritionFacts.org is a nonprofit, science-based public service where you can sign up for free daily updates on the latest in nutrition research via bite-sized videos and articles. Everything on the website is free. There's no ads, no corporate sponsorship. It's strictly non-commercial, not selling anything. I just put it up as a public service, as a labor of love, as a tribute to my grandmother, whose own life was saved with evidence-based nutrition.